Hello, everyone. I'm sorry, I'm lighting my day because uh, this might be a topic that I get annoyed on. Um, but anyway, let me do my intro correctly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Rain is Always Heavy here. Am I forgetting my name, my intro? What is going on? <laughs> this is Rain is Always Heavy here, Rain for short, or Nikita Brooklyn, and we're back with another episode of airing out the events of an anomaly. So this week, for the bonus episode, I had a request from a listener and a very close friend of mine, and they asked me to speak on self-love, loving myself, how I came to love myself, and like, you know, why I don't allow other people's opinions of me to impact my opinion of myself, basically. And I am going to be diving into that next month for Valentine's Day. (laughs) But... Before that, as a precursor, I want to basically, I guess, kind of set up the atmosphere of how I even started realizing that it was so imperative for me to love myself and that without self-love, I would not prosper, you know? Um, So this week, I'm going to be focusing a lot on some of the external interactions I had that made me really sit down and look at myself uh, and look at how much I valued this person's opinion against my own and things like that. So, and I say this person because like, you know, it's a general thing, but it's not really specific people. It's just like, you know, we live in this age of the internet, you know, and everything is so readily accessible to everyone, right? And that means that people that wouldn't normally be in certain spaces are now finding ways into certain spaces, you know? And it's not always such a negative thing, right? You know, there are times where you really value someone, an outsider's standpoint on something you're facing or something you're dealing with or an interaction you're having, right? But I feel like there are some people that just should not be in certain spaces And not because, you know, they're uninvited or anything, but because they don't want to fucking be there themselves, you know? Like, at the end of the day, you know, if you are not comfortable with something or you don't want to see something, you shouldn't have to, right? Now, I'm not even going to breach the subject of you're a bigot or you're an asshole or you're a racist or you're a sexist or any of those things uh, in regards to, you know, how these people are in these spaces, right? We're not even going to touch that topic because, you know, that's a separate but very important issue that needs its own specific attention. But I will be using some of those instances to get my point across. So I don't want this to turn into a, you know, discussion on feminism and all that other stuff. I want us to talk about self-love and, you know, how a lot of people are projecting online their feelings about certain things and how, you know, self-love can help you rectify your feelings about being in a certain space. So, for example, I'm on Twitter a lot, as you guys know, because it's like every other fucking word out of my mouth. And I often find people that don't like sluts, which I don't know how because, you know, I'm a slut. So I should, I should be on slut Twitter. So I don't really, and I, and I, and I'm trying to migrate into sex work. So I really, really should be on slut Twitter. So I'm not really understanding how I'm not on slut Twitter, but I, slut Twitter. But I think the reason is because I'm also very vocal about social issues on Twitter. 
And before you like sit there and you're like, oh, what's the point? Like, why are you even bothering to do that? You know, Twitter is just full of dumb people. There's Twitter is a really great resource for news um, because it spreads so fast. And I feel like that's why our political uh, parties and political people or whatever have started using Twitter more frequently to reach, you know, the younger crowd of people that are now so much more invested in terms of time and other things in the internet so that being said the internet and twitter specifically is a great resource for learning right so i feel like sometimes people say things out of ignorance say things because they don't know things right that's what i do all the time i say shit that i don't know about and when i do that I usually give like a warning, basically, you know, like some kind of way for you to know that maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. So take what I say with a grain of salt or, you know, apparently or, you know, I heard but haven't done research, you know, like any of those things to give you a good idea of how much knowledge I have on what I'm about to speak on. I feel like in society, we don't have these kinds of conversations with ourselves before we say things right so people will say like i heard this that and the third and it'll be something they read on the internet for five seconds that they didn't really read the whole article but they read the title of the article and you guys know titles are clickbait right so i know you guys are like how is this turning into self-love but like just let me get there so you know it's just becomes this thing of who's doing the reading who's regurgitating the information they've read correctly, who has good reading comprehension skills, right? And who is impacted by this and actually is a direct and primary source of information on this? These are the three questions I usually like to ask myself before I start going around spreading information about shit I don't know about. And oftentimes I'll be on the internet and men and women alike will be saying, and I haven't really actually had this experience with non-binary people, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. And I'm not saying they're exempt. I'm just saying I personally have not had this experience with non-binary people. It's always men and women. Um, and I do not, do not take what I say out of context because I will correct your ass real fucking fast, okay? Do not play with me. I'm not about to sit here and like have, start a fucking man versus women war. I don't believe in that shit at all. I believe that the patriarchy has done damage to both men and women, obviously women disproportionately. But I feel like we've all been hurt by the patriarchy and that we need to start learning that the patriarchy itself is a bad word and men need to stop getting offended by the fact that men created the patriarchy because that is just simply a fact. And we're not trying to shit on you for that. We're trying to talk to you guys to tell you to talk to your brothers and your niggas who believe in the shit that they are perpetuating so that we can realign ourselves mentally with how to treat people. Total sidebar. But anyway, so my point is that... A lot of the times I'll be on the internet and I'll be arguing with people about things that I've done research on or things that I have extensive knowledge on, or, you know, I'll give somebody anecdotal evidence against something they've stated, right? Because um, there's just always some type of opposition to everything. The other day I saw somebody online complaining about defibrillators in London. Like, defrib- like, like those machines that literally like, give CPR basically like not CPR, but like fake CPR, the shocks to the, to the chest or whatever. 
I don't know why I called that CPR, but I guess I was thinking about like the pumping, but that's not electrical. Anyway, um, somebody was complaining about that, right? And it's just like, why would you complain about a life-saving device? They're like, well, nobody knows how to use it. It's like, there's instructions, nigga. You just want to be a, like, you just want to be oppositional, right? And I gone on a couple dates with this guy, although last night we decided, um, you know, we think we're like kind of more friendly, I guess, at this point. Uh, we haven't like, you know, shifted anything uh, permanently and we still want to hang out. So that's cool. But yeah, uh, he and I talked briefly about something. And I remember him saying how, um, I was complaining about people like being oppositional or people not knowing something or whatever the case I was complaining about. And he was just basically like, people are always going to be oppositional. Like that's not, um, that's not really like based on the fact that they're right or wrong. It's based on the fact that they want to oppose the system, right? They want to oppose whatever's being provided for them. They want to oppose something that is not a norm that they've experienced their entire lives. And this is where the self-love part comes in because you have to realize at the end of the day, either you are or you aren't right, right? You know? And if you aren't right, what are you going to decide to do with that? How are you going to change, acknowledge, or grow from the wrong you were? I think that the internet, because I was so, so, so on the internet and I just want to teach people and I just want people to learn things and I want to learn things and I want to change and I want to grow and I want to develop. I think that put me in a headspace where I was like, well, everybody should want this. Shouldn't everybody want to be better? And it's like, no, <laughs> everybody doesn't want to be better. Some people are like so super happy being a total piece of absolute fucking garbage. And I also just in the middle of this episode, I am going to post this episode because I've recorded this episode a million times, guys, and I'm really sorry. I'm working on this and I'm going to keep saying that because that's all I can keep saying. But I did not use the format I intended to use at all. And I guess I'm just going on a rant right now in a way, but I really wanted to get this off my chest and I really wanted to express this in a constructive manner that I could reflect back on and really think about for my future or when I'm feeling like I'm in these mental locks where I'm like, no, I have to argue with this person because they're wrong. And it's like, bro, they don't care if they're wrong. If they cared if they were wrong, they would do research. <laughs> There's a whole internet, several libraries. Um, you know, the list goes on. It's your, your access to resources is not any less than mine, right? As a matter of fact, your access to resources may be the same, but your access to time may be greater. I don't have a lot of time. I do a lot of shit. A lot of people, a lot of these people are sitting at home doing nothing. Like literally they don't work. Maybe they sell drugs, which I'm not opposed to. I'm not shitting on nobody selling drugs. I'm totally here for it. Do what you got to do. But, um, it's just really coming down to why is this person more capable of judging me than me when I, right? When I am myself. I think a lot of people project this oppositional attitude and like this aggression because they hate themselves, right? I think they hate themselves. And I think they know they're not good people. And I think they care that they're not good people, but they don't care enough to start being a good person. So instead of trying to be a good person, 
they put all of that anger and aggression into not being good people and into not having these reciprocal relationships where people value them into being oppositional on the internet to try and make someone else feel crazy or gaslighted in their experience because their experience isn't what they want from life. But baby, that's your fault. And I'm not about to let you make me internalize some feelings that you have about yourself because you can't deal with them. I can deal with my feelings about myself. I have plenty of bad feelings about myself. I'm going through a lot of bad feelings about myself right now. I feel bad about you know, not being so sexually free right now. I haven't had sex in uh, over a month now. And the last time I had sex was when I was in ATL last month. Oh, I haven't even had sex like in my fucking state. And God knows how long. I don't even remember the last time I had sex before that. Because like, God only knows. Like I've been feeling this way for a little bit and I've been feeling kind of bad about it. It's a bad feeling for me personally because I'm so used to being so sexually free and so sexually liberated. I don't like not being sexual. It's a very comfortable and familiar feeling for me. So to not have that or have access to that and not really understand why I don't feel that or to understand that I don't feel that because people are these trash bags that I'm talking about. And I can't just be giving my body to every single trash bag in the fucking wind and pray and hope that the nigga is not a trash bag and then find out later that they are. You know, uh, I just want to clarify, I also use nigga gender neutrally because it'd be bitches too but sometimes I don't want to say bitches and I'll just say niggas and it'll quantify everyone I usually date black but whatever um yeah so I just came to the conclusion that like no one should be able to judge me but me because I already judge myself right and I know the most about me I know why I did things I know what decisions I've made I know people I've thought about and you know considered in certain spaces that maybe I shouldn't have. I know wrongs I've done. I know ways I've tried to write them. I know ways I've tried to avoid writing them. I know regrets I have. I know harm I've been done. I know everything about myself. And what we don't realize is the fact that we know so much about ourselves inherently, right? That we probably blanketly assume that we know nearly as much about other people obviously everyone knows you don't know everybody everything about everyone right but I feel like a lot of people feel that they do know everything about everyone like look at the people on the internet they like they'll be like oh my god like you know why would Rihanna just leave her baby at home what do you mean leave her baby at home she don't got grandparents the baby don't got grandparents you have a baby are you Rihanna Are you Miss Fent? No? Are are you the baby daddy? No? Mm. That's weird that you have an opinion on that. But people think they see everything just because they see Rihanna and ASAP out on a date night. Like, damn, bro, she just had a fucking baby. She can't go on a date. The baby can't get some time with the grandparents. Life is precious and short. You don't know what's going on in her family. Look at Chadwick Boseman, how everyone all of a sudden at the end of the fuck, at the end of his life when he died because he didn't want people to know he had a sickness. Suddenly people are again, you never know what people are going through. And now we're still at the same shit where we're making assumptions about what people are going through because of a picture they posted online. I don't have time for people to fucking judge me on shit that they don't know about. Like the other day I was on uh, my friend's podcast, the platform podcast. Uh, I do uh, shows with them sometimes. And we were talking and we were talking about going to jail. And when I was in high school, I made this joke all the time or college actually was college. I ain't going back to jail. 
because I was born in jail. I was born in Rikers Island. My mother and my father were both in jails, obviously separate ones. When I was born and I was adopted by my aunt, and that's why I have so many dead moms and an alive one that I live with <laughs> because my mom that I live with is my stepmom. My mom that adopted me is my dad's sister, my aunt, and my mother who gave birth to me is my mother who gave birth to me when she gave birth to me in Rikers. And everyone was like, oh my God, I had no idea you were born in Rikers, right? Now, when they're saying that, like the reactions they're giving me, I'm feeling like, oh boy, um, this is going to change their perception of me, right? Because it does change people's perception when you start to understand someone's background and where someone's coming from and why someone made certain decisions. But why can't we just grant people that grace when they're not doing something harmful to someone else? You know? Like, why do we have to, like, the baby is not hurt. The baby was fine in Rihanna's case, right? You know, it's just sad that we all feel so, like, there's a very specific word, entitled. <laughs> it's entitled. The word was entitled. We all feel so entitled to discuss so much about somebody else's life in judgment, to talk down on. And being surrounded by this so constantly, so consistently has turned me emotionally. It had turned me into like a cesspool of emotions. I was like, so many people give a fuck about the way I am. And for a while, even though I'm not going to lie, I've never really stopped being myself. I've never had that luxury to be able to, like I do at work, of course, you know, who doesn't have a uh, professional personality, right? But beyond that... I kind of have to get told by my friends, like, yo, can you chill for a second? Like, yo, this is not the space. Like, yo, you know, because I'm always just going to be myself. But there were years I felt bad about that. There were years I wished to be someone different. There were years I wanted to know why people liked my friends and not me. And while... I maybe don't have the answer to all of those questions and I still even have more questions on top of that or had. I realized people still wanted to be around me. And I couldn't understand why for a really long time. Shit, today I probably still don't, you know? So I thought to myself, if people have so many negative feelings and things to say about me, but they still want to be here. Maybe I'm not all bad, right? And then it makes you call into question are people around me for what I do for them. And now let me just be direct. I'm the broke friend, unfortunately, and I'm not speaking that into existence for the future. This is a past statement. We're going to get rich, bitch. Um, but I hope like low-key rich. I don't want to be rich, rich. Like I don't want to be a target. But I'm also, I would get rich, rich just to get back to the community. Like, honestly, if I was to ever get rich, I would literally go to communities and just drop bread on niggas. And then I would, like, drop enough bread so that after taxes they had 10K because I don't want them getting into any trouble. Although I would drop it in cash, let's be honest, so they can decide what they do or do not want to do with that at that point. Um, But, yeah. And I would just, I would just, I know 10K is not a lot, but if I had 10K right now, I'd feel a lot more secure and comfortable. And I'm almost there. So that feels good. But like 10K deadass in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Like think about how many years you've been getting paid the same 20, 30, $40,000, you know? Um, 
there's only so much you can do with that. So, so sorry for the total sidebar about getting rich. But generally, I am the friend that my friends support, you know, financially and shit like that. And sometimes that's really hard for me because, um, you know, I want to give back to my friends. So I try my best in any time that I can to make sure that I do, you know, financially, specifically. We always, you know, everything emotionally is great. Like I have great friends. I'm very thankful for them. Love them to death. Um, and like, we're so, we've been friends for so long at this point, we can literally talk about anything like emotionally, like we can always like, like if we don't like something the other one did, sometimes maybe we got to talk some shit for five minutes, but we usually talk to each other about it later. And it's really nice that I have that community. But my whole point was that, you know, I was wondering to myself, that was like seven sidebars inside of a sidebar. I'm so sorry about that. But anyway, uh, I was wondering to myself what if it's because of what I give them and I feel like I'm a really good friend emotionally and like I always want to be there for my friends and celebrate my friends and love all my friends and think about my friends and I love my friends my friends are my family and like I've had niggas take advantage of that on several occasions so I always get worried although you know I have my niggas that I know are never gonna like act crazy but with everyone else is kind of always like a fear that they'll leave and so like I really had to sit down with myself and be like yo what do you like about yourself and I just listed all the shit I like about myself and I said what do you not like about yourself and I listed that shit too and I realized it didn't matter because I'm stuck with me. I'm the only person that is going to be with me forever for the rest of my life. Only me. And that makes me feel so fucking special. And it brings me so much fucking joy. So I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity to go through these changes and trials and tribulations. Is life immensely hard? Yes. Am I blessed and spoiled? Yes. Like, I have a hard life emotionally and somewhat financially because I live in New York. But I have so much to be thankful for. And I think about that every day, too. I have been trying to just employ a greater expression of gratitude in my life because there's no reason not to be thankful sometimes there are and it's okay if you're not you know i'm not saying like you shouldn't be but what i'm saying is that person on the internet really don't know you bro that nigga that's your friends your friends your friends man that nigga don't know you bro your mom meh, debatable but even her feelings or your parents' feelings or your siblings' feelings, anyone you feel like knows you, don't know you better than you know you. And so if you like some things about you and you love some things about you, shine your light in them. Wow, you're mad rude, bro. Although I do hope they get to the person in time and that it's not serious. Because that sounds like an ambulance, not a cop. 
all right uh you know that's just my message for y'all today I am going to be doing a self-love episode where I'm going to be getting interviewed by my friend, hopefully. And that will be like a Valentine's Day special. You guys can also pay $5 a month to hear me weekly for the nitty gritty, the itty bitty and all that good stuff. I have to keep behind a paywall. I still work with kids. I will probably still keep behind a paywall even when I stop working with kids just because I feel like it shouldn't be out there for free personally. Um, but that's just me and that's how I value my stuff. There's nothing to be said against anyone else. I feel like sometimes I have overcompensation. Like I have to over explain things because I don't want people to misunderstand my tone. I speak very deadpan very often and I find it difficult to like, I guess, find the right tone for things sometimes. Like I can understand inflection, but tone is different for me. So I try to just keep a very monotone pattern of speech but anyway sorry guys i like i went off on a million tangents this time this is why i had a fucking you know thing to keep a list or whatever my point is that life is so much more than the internet bro you know think about like when you're taking walks when you're not posting like those are moments you're spending with yourself those are moments you're spending with your loved ones those are memories you're creating that is the life you're living the internet is not that serious And once you realize that, it's so much easier to find peace and self-love. Like, am I still arguing with people on Twitter? Yeah, from time to time. Like, but only when I think it's educational and it's value. Like, I've had good conversations with people on Twitter where, like, you know, they started yelling and I'm like, bro, I'm dead not yelling. I'm just asking you a question. They're like, oh, you know what? My fault. Like, and then we had a good conversation and we both learned something. Like, you know, like I'm trying to create a constructive environment. I'm not trying to be so aggressive, but I feel like sometimes it's read that way just because the climate of the issue is aggressive. But either way, I think the most important thing I learned through all of this was, really? Like you had to be, mm, cute, cute, I love New York, cute. Every time I open my every time I open my mouth, you're gonna do that? That is a slow street, sir. It's Friday. It's Friday. So it's not blocked off yet. Whatever. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh love the sounds of New York. I'm literally in my bedroom. Anyway. People in the internet are not that serious. Their opinion of you is not that serious. Is it nice to be liked? Yes. It's great to be liked. Who doesn't like being liked? But that shouldn't define how much you like you. So I'm preaching and preaching and I'll just fucking end the episode because I keep saying the same shit over and over again. I hate repeating myself. You guys can find me on Twitter at anomaly 518 on Twitch, rain is always heavy here. On Instagram, rain is always heavy here. B or rain dot is always heavy here. I know all my usernames are different. It's kind of annoying. But anyway, and on Patreon, you can find me at Rain is Always Heavy Here. Thank you guys again for another episode. Peace be with you. Love and happiness. And have a blessed day.